Today on The Word of Truth Revealed, unbelievers can get away with just uh, getting by, but believers need to be sheltered. Believers need to be covered. We need to hide in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. We need to be hidden in the crevice of the rock, the cleft of the rock. Thank you, Jesus. And that rock is Jesus. Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. For today's message, Bishop Clark uses Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 through 6 as the backdrop scripture for part one of the message, We Plead the Blood. While sitting at my dining, dining room table, I believe the Lord spoke to me and told me to share with you about the power of the blood. And I'm saying to churches around the world, if you're listening, get these messages out to pastors. We need to start prepping our people to apply the blood to our circumstances. Amen. How many of you came from churches where you heard them say, plead the blood? Amen. 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 There's some traditions that we don't need to get rid of. And that's what we're going to begin to do, plead the blood. I was asked by a 19-year-old on Friday uh, while at a reception. A young man got married. And I was invited to the wedding and to pray over the reception. And I had an opportunity to sit next to a young 19-year-old male who asked me why uh, what would you say to young people about going to uh, church when there's a threat? People are blowing churches up. Why, why would we go to a church when people are coming in to shoot? And you have to have security guards and take precautions like that. Very, very uh, peculiar question. So what I shared with him was, first of all, young man, what you need to understand, the threat is not in the natural first. The threat is in the spirit. And, and, and because it's in the spirit, you don't have to be in church to get killed. Actually, the church is the safest place for you. So if you really believe that, why would you go to a club? Why would you go to Walmart? They shooting that up too. Why would you go to school or to college? They're doing it on the college campuses. So the, the attack on the church is strategic by the enemy to keep people like you who need it from coming into it. But you go everywhere else. And so what I want you to understand, the enemy is after you, young man. He wants you to think that you can handle life without God. He's after you at 19. 19 is the age, the top age of young men giving up their lives while in Vietnam. Because the threat is high. Yes. Young men your age in Chicago are being shot every week. Yet young men are piling into Chicago. And you want to think that the enemy, uh, the enemy wants to make you afraid to come to the church? No. You need to come to the church. And the church is going to protect itself. Yes. But you need to be a part of what God is doing. I'm in my 50s. You're 19. I said to the young man. And so you may see my demise. But when we pass this baton to you, what are you going to tell the next generation? 
Stay out of the church. Is that the answer? Because there may be a threat. Then tell them to stop going anywhere in the world. God is after you. He arrested me. I know now why I'm here. I said to him. Because he wanted to speak to you. He loves you. You need to stop straddling the fence. One foot in and one foot out. Or when you get in trouble, first thing you call is the church. And there's going to be some trouble in America. Young men your age and around your age are targets from the enemy. And I don't know why there's not an urgency in your life to draw closer to the Lord. And he listened. He listened. And my prayer is that 19-year-olds, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, male and females are beginning to understand that the enemy is after you. There's a target on your chest. And what you need to do is surrender your life to the Lord. And for the old coons, you've been there, done that and got the t-shirt. What are you still straddling the fence for? Haven't you had enough? It's time to come home, right? Thank you, God. Well, I need to give you a little doctrine, a scriptural doctrine of the blood. Blood is so important. Leviticus chapter 11, I'm sorry, 17 and verse 11. Leviticus 17 and 11. Please take these notes because you need to understand the scriptural doctrine of the blood. Of blood in the scriptures. What does the scripture say about blood? Leviticus 17 and 11 reads like this. For the life of the flesh. Is not in the breath. The life of your flesh. Is in the blood. Look at the word. And I have given it to you. Upon the altar. This is the purpose. To make atonement. For your soul's. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. So when you break that scripture down, you need to understand the life that's in your flesh is in your blood. That's why we could take a few pints and you'll stop breathing. You can have air all around you, but you need to understand that the blood is the life of your flesh. It is the best that your flesh can release. And God required it to be spilled on the altar to make atonement, not to cure, but to make atonement for the souls. Old Testament. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. It is what God requires, the best, the life of the flesh to make atonement for the soul. It is the red fluid circulating in the body that makes nourishment to the body parts. And it carries away waste. So it nourishes your body and your organs. And it rids waste from your body. We see it uh, coming through the urethra. And coming through the bowel. But you need to know it is the blood that carries the waste. That gets it out. And that's why it needs to be purified. Constantly. Your bone marrow. Your organs all need blood. Actually, your bone marrow produces it. You don't need anything to break down your immune system. One Coke can knock it away or make it sluggish. 
for several days. So watch your sugar intake. How many sweet tooths do we have in here? Well, you may get by with it when you're young, but the older you get, you got to push away from that. Cancer has a way of, uh, of swimming in all of our bodies, but the reason why many of us catch it is because we have septic systems, sluggish immune systems. And what happens is the germ is able to lodge. You cut back on the sugar, you have a healthy immune system, and freely you will rid yourself of the waste and even the germs that try to connect and lodge in your body. And you have the blood of Jesus that you can apply to your body. Can the church say amen? amen? The Bible makes it clear that the satisfaction or payment for our sins comes, is made by the blood or the death of a special specified animal substitute. Leviticus again, 17 and 11, for the flesh the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your sins. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your sins. It is not you. God requires the life of flesh to make atonement for your sins. Those animals had to die to release the best of their flesh. It is not the ham. It is not the roast. That's the best of the flesh. The best of the flesh is in the blood. And that's what spilled on the altar to make atonement for your souls. The Hebrew writer uh, in, his write, in his letter to the, to the Hebrews uh, summing up the Old Testament rituals in respect to the ritual of the Old Testament. I love the book of Hebrews. If you ever want to understand what Leviticus is all about, read the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, almost all things, I like that, almost all things are by the law purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of your sins. Now notice he says almost all things, which means those Old Testament rituals were good, but they were rituals. It could not truly make atonement for your souls. We need something greater than the blood of goats and bulls. We needed something better, a better sacrifice than what they provided. Almost all things are by the law purified with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission for your sins well why do we need to know this because you need to understand doctrine when you understand the doctrine then you can understand the benefit of the doctrine I'm telling you now that you need to know that the life of the flesh is not your beauty or your makeup the life of your flesh is in the blood glory to God and God requires it to atone for your souls thank you God that's why there had to be death. There had to be death. Even in America, nothing really changes. You can have a stoplight, need a stoplight on the street, but you won't see it changed until somebody gets hurt. And then when death comes, oh, now we need to create a law. When you could have done it to prevent the death. Because without the shedding of blood, people don't move. Thank you, God. And this is why we need to understand how life goes. This is how love goes, yes, but this is how life goes. 
Now let's look at another passage here because I want you to get this. The scripture says almost all things are purified by law, by the law, purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Write it down, Hebrews 9 and 22. That word atone is very unique. It is the blood that atones for your souls. To atone literally means to cover. It is the blood that covers your soul. It atones for your soul. It at, at one meant to make it right, but it covers your soul. It is the blood that hide your soul. We're all exposed. Our soul is all exposed to all type of music, all type of language, all type of things that we see on the Internet. Things that we should have never seen. Little kids are watching full videos. But it is the blood that atones or covers your soul after you've been exposed to some type of virus. Whether it is corona or it's an eye virus or an ear virus. It is the blood that atones for your souls. It covers your soul. It hides your soul. Here's another one. It shelters your soul. The blood puts a pavilion over your souls and not allow it to be exposed. Hallelujah. To the elements of this life. Thank you God. But in that sense it is atoned or how in that sense is it atoned? Some need to understand, certainly not for the unbeliever, they wouldn't understand that. Because the unbeliever would say, all I need is something to soothe my soul. <laughs> I just need another joint or another drink or a new relationship to soothe it after I go through pain. I need someone to touch me, to soothe me after I made my biggest mistake. But we know that those things can't cure the problem. It only masks the problem. And America and this world doesn't need any more soothing messages. What we need is cure to our maladies. And cures to our indiscretions. And a help at the soul level. Thank you God. There is a moral fiber that God wants us to embrace now. There is a, a law that's greater than the national law or local laws or federal laws. And it's called the moral law. Yet many of us violate it without feeling any, any sense of remorse. And God wants you to understand that unbelievers sense the soothing. But believers need to be covered. Unbelievers can get away with just uh, getting by. But believers need to be sheltered. Believers need to be covered. We need to hide in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Glory to God. We need to be hidden in the crevice of the rock. The cleft of the rock. Thank you Jesus. And that rock is Jesus. Let me take a moment right now and praise God because he hides me. Let me praise him because he shelters me. Ah, Let me praise him. Because he's still watching over me. Let me praise him because he's covering me. He's covering my family. He's covering my investments. He's covering my mind. He's covering my relationships. He's covering my house. Come on. He's covering my community. He's covering the church. Hallelujah. 
He's covering my grandmama. He's covering my auntie. He's covering my parents. He's covering my uncles, all of my relatives. He's covering this government. Ah, hallelujah, local and federal. He's covering our military personnel. Hallelujah. He's covering our hospitals. He's coming up with remedies. He's working on me. Come on. He's working through me. He's working in me. He's purifying my blood. He's cleansing my mind. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. To make atonement, to atone for your souls. Not just to soothe your soul, but to atone for your soul. We're not operating, we're not offering a quid pro quo here. You give God something and he gives you something. When he atones for the soul, he's saying you can't do it on your own. You can't get this stain out of your life. This stain won't get out if you rub it out or shout it out. You got to red blood it out. You got to get it blotted out. Blot out my transgression. Thank you, Jesus. Have mercy on me, David said in Psalm 52. According to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Glory to God. Blot out my transgression. For my sin is ever before me. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It is in the gracious sense of reconciling by sacrificial vicarious interception write it down it is in the gracious sense of reconciling not quid pro quo but in the great the gracious sense of reconciling by sacrificial vicarious interception what does that mean bishop well God, through his grace, reconciles us by sacrificing the life of his son. Vicarious means as a substitute. Instead of killing me, he killed his own son. And he intercepted the sin problem. Thank you, God. He intercepted it by applying his own blood and telling death you can't come past the blood. Telling Corona, you can't come past the blood. Telling viruses, you can't come past the blood. Telling sin, the sin nature, you can't come past this. If they apply this, you must stop. For when I see blood, thank you, Jesus, I'll pass over you. Thank you, God. The plague is in the community, but when I see blood, I'll pass over you. Thank you, Jesus. Hell is in the community. It's eating us up alive. But when I see blood, the avenger must stop. The plan of the enemy has to halt. He can't do what he purposed to do. When I apply the blood, can the church say amen? Well, let's take a moment and give him praise for the blood. Thank you, God. The reason he assigns it because it is the blood that makes atonement. 
It is the blood that speaks. Thank you, God. Maybe you're not aware of it, but the first time we hear blood speaking is in the book of Genesis. When Cain raised up against his brother Abel, the scripture said, and he killed him because he was jealous of the boy. He was jealous that he offered unto God what God required, which was blood. He took the firstlings of his flock. He found out what God required through his father Abraham. I'm sorry, through his father Adam, who when he committed sin, the scripture says God took coats of skin and he covered Adam and Eve with coats of skin. Where did he get the skin from? From an animal that he killed. Adam didn't see that if you want to please God, God requires the best or the life of the flesh. That's what he required. So Adam began to teach his sons the same pattern. The youngest boy picked up the pattern and brought the firstlings of his flock to offer it unto the Lord. Because that's what he required. It atones for your soul. But Cain says, I'm not killing no animal. I'll give him what I believe he deserves. And he went out and picked fruit. And he brought it to God as a basket, a nice basket of fruit, which many of us would say that's wonderful. Man, what a wonderful thing, a fruit basket, grapes and apples and oranges and bananas. God said, that's not what I require. It looks nice and it may good, be good for your girlfriend or your future wife, but I want the best that you can offer. And he is the father of everybody trying to find their own way in religion. I don't need organized church. I don't need to go to church because I got a relationship with God. Who told you that? You got to find what God requires. And God requires the best of the flesh. Hallelujah. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles financially and emotionally. Are you tired, frustrated, do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. 
Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2562. That's reference number 2562. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. The blood of the covenant comes into your house when you plead the blood. That relationship with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and, and let me in, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Not only is the blood over the doorpost, but the king comes into your house. Oh, help me, Jesus. A lot of people just like for stuff to pass over. But who's in the house with you? The lamb is in the house. Hallelujah. The man is in the house. Glory to God. He's living with me. He's abiding with 